Hi, this is K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today for Movie Monday, I'll be reviewing the Studio Ghibli film Castle in the Sky, currently on HBO Max. Castle in the Sky follows the adventures of a young boy and girl in the late 19th century attempting to keep a magic crystal from a group of military agents while searching for a legendary floating castle. Themes I've noted are as follows. Working class slash work ethic, legend, friendship, deception, and ancestry. In the beginning, we meet a young girl appearing forlorn in a room for unknown reasons before the airship she's staying in is invaded by pirates. She subdues her captor, retrieves an amulet from him, and then unintentionally flees the ship by falling off to her death. But all isn't what it seems when she floats to safety into the arms of a boy similar in age in a mining village. They introduce themselves as Pazu and Shita. Together, they share their stories of orphanage, ambitions, and bond over evading Shita's former captors as well as the pirates who remain on their trail. Along the way, details of Shita's identity are fully revealed to not only Pazul but to Shita herself. In Pazul's mining village, he lives on his own after becoming an orphan when his father passed. He works in the mines to not only feed himself but to work towards a goal of fulfilling his father's dying wish of recognition and vindication. The legend of this island that floats in the sky has motivated Pazul to see it for himself like his father did before him, and Shita can help him with that. However, Shita hesitates helping Pazul to achieve this goal when she witnesses many people become severely injured and die all for her and her amulet. This friendship is questioned when Pazu allows Shita to push him away from her and crushes his dreams of finding this mysterious and legendary floating island. Although this betrayal is shortly overcome by Pazu's persistence in rescuing Shita from her captors once more, a new deception about Shita's ancestry and her captors are brought to light that explains her larger role than just her amulet alone. I would also like to point out a recurring detail in these Studio Ghibli films I've seen thus far, which is government involvement or lack thereof. The only time we ever see government officials play an active role in the storylines are when there's an invasion from outside forces or the country is preparing for war. The only two films that I've watched that portrays this activity that I can think of from the top of my head are Porco Rosso and Howl's Women Castle. Otherwise, the government and its military is nowhere to be found. I only bring this up because in most Western societies, the government and the military, even the local police, are such huge parts of our culture, whereas in other smaller countries, law enforcement is only provided when necessary. Maybe that's the point of these fantasy films where people can live in a world where police states don't exist and don't interfere with people's lives or make them difficult to survive. Everything is done with your own two hands and work ethic. Initially, I envisioned Pazul's mining village as people living in poverty, but I believe that may not be the case. I viewed their lives from a skewed, uninformed, and privileged perspective. Maybe they enjoy living off the land and in a crowded working class town. They have what they need and are surrounded by the people who love and care about them. Again, 
This is another addition to Movie Monday featuring the Studio Ghibli film Castle in the Sky, currently on HBO Max. I'm KS Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you.